The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private. Trusted experts in orthopedic spine, eye, cancer, and cardiology. This is News Talk. Porik Horkin joins us on the line. Porik, good morning. Good morning, Pat. And I can think of the perfect use for that five grand a beautiful outdoor garden room. Could you get one for five grand? Uh, what sort of a one? Yes, you can, Pat. And, and we're seeing a huge trend in gardening at the moment where people are looking to put up outdoor garden spaces to use for outdoor cooking, to listen to Spotify music, somewhere to chill out, enjoy uh, the lifestyle with the family out of doors. And uh, there are a wide range of structures available at the moment. Palram, for example, do a lovely range of aluminium covered structures with uh, tinted glass or tinted PVC that's unbreakable and create that perfect room outside that you can use for cooking or for reading or for just chilling out and, and enjoying the garden. Yeah, the main thing is, if you're going to do that, you have to make sure you're ventilated as well. I mean, there's no point in just replicating what you have inside, outside, exactly. if you're going to be in a stuffy space, all breathing on each other. And a lot of those structures are designed that way, Pat, that some of the sides are open, so maybe one or two sides are left open, so you get that outside feel. But the on the windward side or the prevailing wind side, you put up some timber structure, some um, PVC elements to actually block out the cold wind and the rain. But we're seeing a huge interest in that. And people, I suppose, are, are realistic about going on holidays this year and next year and looking to actually holiday at home. And by creating an outdoor room, you, you're creating the purpose, perfect facilities to do that. OK, now, before we go into our listeners' questions, what things should we be planting right now, this week, next week? Well, the, the soil conditions and weather conditions are perfect at the moment, Pat, and we're coming into the time of year when when it's it's a typical planting time. So bulbs, for example, all the winter and spring flowering bulbs can be planted at this time of year. Trees and shrubs, particularly shrubs with lovely autumn colour like liquid amber, maybe some of the sorbus, the mountain ash trees. So if you want a bit of winter colour in your garden, this is a time of year for planting trees, shrubs and hedging plants in general. But it's also the time of year for planting climbers and people are admiring the beautiful Virginia creeper and Boston ivies with the lovely red colours at the moment. They should be planted at this time of year because any plant that's planted in the autumn patch initiates roots right through the winter period. So it's put, putting down the foundation of roots over the winter period. Even though there's no physical growth on top, that tree is underneath the soil producing lots of roots, which allows it to be really strong for spring growth in March and April. So autumn planting, and particularly with the weather we're having at the moment, it's absolutely brilliant planting weather. Okay, now the question's coming in. I've just completed a soil test resulting in a pH of 8 is that good or bad? I'm a novice, says Porik. Oh, well, it's actually quite good. It's it's uh, high lime. It's probably on a chalky limestone area. And most plants, most garden plants, particularly vegetables, herbs, fruiting plants, and many of our trees and shrubs like a limey soil. Lawns grow, for example, in, in high lime areas. So high high an indication of age is high lime in the soil. The only restriction would be plants like rhododendrons, azaleas, camellias, You'll have pink hydrangeas rather than blue hydrangeas. But if you do need to add some uh, acid or create an acid area, that's easily done by adding ericaceous compost and adding ericaceous feeds or organic matter like farmer manure. But overall, it's perfect 
uh, an indication of age is actually mm. ideal for growing 99% of plants. Now, next one. In the past, I've struggled to keep conical buxus healthy during the winter. I'm not sure if it's frost, wind or drying out. Any advice? Well, it could be a combination of all of those three. But Pat, what we're seeing with boxwood in the last number of years is box blight, which is a yellowing or browning on the, the foliage. And particularly after the wet August period, we're seeing quite a bit of that during September and October. There is a treatment for it called top box or top boxes. It's a simple blue tablet that you mix in water and you apply it to the foliage of the boxwood plants and that has a foliar feed but also a fungicide and it helps to counteract that disease called box blight and it gives a lovely greening to the the boxwoods as well so ideally at this time of year don't overwater them and use the top box now up to about the end of october and that should help to green them back up again okay and we had a, an identical question about bu- uh, boxes, bowls in pots if they're going brown to yeah. same treatment, I presume. Now, very common. Asporic, very common. Yeah, asporic, if a mountain ash tree will regenerate if it's cut just above the ground. I have a mountain ash w- which has a very long trunk and it only starts to branch out above eight feet. It's top heavy and we're on a windy site. So I was looking for something more akin to a bush or a low tree. So if they cut it right down, will it regenerate? That's from Jerry in Galway. It will, Jerry, and that's one of the great benefits of the sorbus or mountain ash family. They actually have the ability to reach from ground level. Now, I wouldn't cut it right back to soil level. I'd bring it back to about a metre from soil level and let it re-sprout from that area again. And you can grow mountain ash as a tree, but also as a bush as well. Other plants that Jerry could consider would be hollies, do really well in quite open areas and create a really strong bush effect, or sorbus arilutescens, which is in the same family as mountain ash. It's got beautiful silver foliage, but does really well in windy seaside open areas. Silver leaves, white flowers, red berries. It's a plant called white beam, and it's really good in exposed areas. Suzanne in County Wexford, how do you secure young wisteria to a wall? Well, wisteria, it's a fantastic climbing plant and it's quite a vigorous climbing plant. And here's one that could be planted at this time of year, wisteria. It does, it it, it scrambles up, it wraps itself around trellis work or wires or any support that's provided, the wisteria will wrap itself to that. It doesn't self-cling, so hence it'll need some wires, some timber trellising, something that it can physically wrap itself around and off it'll grow. It's often even planted at the base of other plants like conifers or trees, and it that it uses that for support and wraps itself up along it. But make sure you put some strong wires or some strong wooden, wooden trellis because wisteria, as it gets older, Pat, gets quite heavy and can actually mm-hmm. pull away from, from the structure. When is the best time to cut back a cherry blossom tree that's getting too big in my backyard? Do I do it now or wait until the spring? Okay, so don't touch it at this time of year. And it's a great question because cherry trees or anything in the prunus family, um, so if any of the flowering cherry varieties should be pruned immediately after flowering paths. So we're looking at kind of the middle of May, the end of May when they're in full leaf. If you prune cherries at this time of year, they actually bleed. They lose a lot of sap and you open the wounds to a disease called silver leaf, which enters the wounds during the winter season. So leave your cherry tree alone, enjoy its flowers next spring and then prune it back just after flowering. As the flowers are just beginning to fade, prune it back at that time of year. 
Is this the right time to deep prune my variegated and red maple trees? That's from Tom. And uh, we have another one on a maple as well. My 10-year-old Japanese maple has some sort of disease. It's been losing leaf most of the summer. The leaves that are left are slightly curled and brown, not like previous years when they'd be glowing red in the sunshine. So two maple questions there. Yeah, so the pruning of maple trees can be done. Now, maples are still in full leaf and they're offering fantastic foliage colour at the moment. So don't do any pruning until the the trees are fully uh, bare, which is going to be the middle of November. And maples do respond to hard pruning. So you can be be quite ruthless with the pruning on on, uh, maples. That's no problem whatsoever, but leave it till November. In relation to the Japanese maple, Pat, it sounds like it's got a bit of mildew, um, particularly, again, mildew is quite, quite quite common this summer. And really, there's no treatment at this time of year. But when it comes into leaf next spring, so next April, May, apply a, a fungus, something like fungus clear, which is a fungicide. It helps to prevent, prevent any disease on maples. And they're very prone to white powdery mildew. And you get that typical curling of the leaves at this time of year. So they're going to fall now, rake them up, get rid of them. And then when it comes into leaf next spring, give it a feed, but also give it a little bit of the fungus clear. I planted two Chilean beech trees as a hedge in a small front garden. I'm now worried about how big they'll grow. Any idea? Well, well, you can prune them, Pat. I mean, beech makes a fantastic uh, hedging plant. It grows in a normal large tree, but it can be pruned as well. And if kept pruned, you keep it to six, seven or eight feet and it's relatively so, slow growing. So I wouldn't be overly worried about it. You can simply by just trimming it back, you keep it, it, it keep, keep the height Just down. keep, trim the sides and trim the top and that'll keep it in, in uh, per, perfect height. Um, what should I do with clematis this time of year? It flowers beautifully during the summer. I'm reluctant to cut it back. That's from Mike. Yeah, well, Mike, it depends on the variety. If it's a summer flowering variety, we normally prune those right down to soil level during the winter. So there's still a little bit of colour on clematis. The leaves are still there. So wait until all that fades at the end of October, early November. And then you can prune it right down to within a foot of soil level. And it'll reshoot the following spring and give you tons of colour next summer as well. That rejuvenates the plant and increases the amount of flower you get next season. After pruning, it's a good idea to give it a mulch and something like a garden compost, um, an organic-based compost mulched around the base of the clematis is is an excellent idea. Mm. And a last question. If I put moss killer on my lawn now, will my lawn be black for the whole winter? No. So my advice really at this time of year, and look at it, it's a great question, Pat, because we're coming into that time of year where moss needs to be treated. Use the liquid zero on it now. It'll kill the moss overnight without discolouring the grass and it'll help to green up the lawn, uh, you know, within a couple of weeks. All right, Porik Horkin, horticulturist, member of the Horkin Garden Centre family. Porik, thank you very much for uh, joining us.